hello and welcome to Streetwise, the podcast edition of The Pitch from Kansas City. I am your host and the editor-in-chief, Brock Wilbur. Huh. So that's a week out there, huh? Um, difficult to put into words. Difficult to cover what we are seeing right now. Um, I, the, the simplest way to put it is that uh, something has to change. Something has been needed to change for hundreds of years now. <laughs> uh, it has gotten so much worse in the last few years, and there's, for everything that there is a season, turn, 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 there is a breaking point uh, for humanity. There's been a part of this that um, just the entirety of the year uh, that you you hope it wakes people up. You hope that it, it wakes people up to the fact that like the, the status quo that they, they try to defend at all turns, um, because one reason or another, it's not on their side. It's never been on their side. It's never going to be on their side. Uh, and, and things do have to change and they have to change quickly. Um, it's nice. It's nice to see so many people, who have awoken. It's nice to see how many people that even if they're not fully on the page, they're at least uh, wanting to check out the book. Their eyes are opening up. They're starting to realize like, you know, this is about bigger structural issues. This is about things that are bigger than me, but they're, they're also about me. Like <laughs> it's okay for, for, for you to be propelled through some of this, through a feeling of of some, some level of selfishness because nothing, the system is not doing right by you. Uh, the world is not doing right by you. You, you could be protected. You could be beloved so much better. And, and our current systems of government, the people in our positions of power are just not doing well by it. And, uh, it's, it's, it's time to ask for change. Um, I recognize that, uh, that this comes with uh, a degree of anarchy uh that is that is uh you know the most nights of the week last week at 8 p.m or so that the city would didn't seem like a pleasant place to be in and whether that is the fault of bad elements within a protest group or whether that is the fault of a police department with an itchy trigger finger um it's some mix of the two i'm sure but uh we have to demand better from those in power um the mayor went out to talk to protesters twice and uh, in the same day, and uh, each time, as soon as he left, uh, everyone got tear gassed. So it, it, it's weird that to see things that you think could be these positive moments, uh, and then uh, it, it feels very much like it's a photo op, and everything goes back to being terrible as soon as as soon as the nice thing uh, switches over. There was a. Uh, there was a photo that um, another news organization put out on, on Twitter this week, uh, which they claimed was police officers um, taking a knee in solidarity with the protesters and that everyone burst out into applause. And I got statements from four people that said, in no way did this happen. In fact, in the photo, you can tell they're not kneeling. Um, they're actually... Uh, switching into their riot gear because they're about to tear gas the crowd they were like we were standing right there this never ever happened nothing like this happened no one applauded them the only applause that happened for them was when somebody threw a tear gas canister back at them after it was fired um and so i ran with that uh for a bit and then i heard from people within our organization 
that that the moment had happened, like that there was it was a very small moment, but uh, the officers had indeed knelt and people cheered and and then they were gassed. Um, so I wound up getting the exact same number of statements for 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 saying that it happened and for saying that it didn't. And and this isn't the sort of thing that I would come to expect that is down partisan lines like so much else in the news these days. It it, it isn't like all eight of those people that are giving me these statements weren't there because they were supporting the movement. They were, they were all there. They were all on the same political side. Four of them saw, uh, 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 an exciting moment of the police doing something in solidarity. And the other four did not see that at all. And they were all standing within feet of each other. Like there's no, there's no question of, of whether or not they had a view on it. They were just like, this thing did or or absolutely did not happen. And to be at that point in 2020 where um, eight people can't share reality, it makes reporting difficult. Uh, so if you feel like dropping a few dollars off at the pitchkc.com to help support us, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, obviously, I would love the money, but um, and, and we are certainly in a terrible, terrible position, but it is... Um, this is so heartbreaking <laughs> on so many levels. Um, it is heartbreaking to to watch the pain and the agony, but it is heartbreaking to know that that pain and agony has been here for so long. Uh, this is this is a boiling point. It will definitely not be the last boiling point. This will definitely not be the last that we see of national protests of this scale. There is so much work to be done, and each of us carries some burden in, in doing that work. We all have to do a little better for ourselves and for each other. Uh, anyway, uh, I talked a later in the episode with uh, Justice Gatson. Uh, Justice uh, is one of the people helping organize the protests out here and also is helping people uh, get bailed out uh, from jail uh, when they're arrested for protesting. So we have a fun little chat, um, but uh, right now, let's uh, take a break from the news with Nick's Music Corner. Nick, take it away. Hello, I'm Nick Spasic, music editor for The Pitch, here with this week's local music recommendation. Last week, long-running Lawrence reggae rocksteady ska band Page 7 released their debut album, The Call. Available on all digital platforms, the seven-track LP is a set of massive sounds. From the dubbed-out vibe of the title track, or window, through the screaming guitar solo on Fall, and the funky psychedelic lope of Soon, The Call is an album perfect for this heat wave. We're featuring Page 7's Window, with its powerful lyric, To Compromise is to be Living Borrowed Time, a protest song in line with reggae classics like Peter Tosh's Equal Rights. In addition to being available on Spotify, Apple Music, and the like, the call can be found at page7.bandcamp.com. The day this episode drops, Friday, June 5th, is Bandcamp Friday, wherein any purchases made through the site see the full amount going to the creators. We have a feature on the pitch's website talking how this affects musicians with rapper, trombonist, Kadesh Flow. In the piece, we've linked to a Twitter thread which features not only Page 7's The Call, but also a slew of local black voices, and where you can find their music on Bandcamp, in order to support them as part of today's fee-free event, as well as when it happens again on Friday, July 3rd. Now, take a listen to Window. Feeling no pain 
And now, my conversation with protest leader Justice Gatson. Uh, we, uh, we get into uh, what's going on in Kansas City, uh, what the future is uh, for protests, and uh, what, what people are hoping to accomplish here. Okay, we are on. Justice, hello. Thank you for being on the show. Can you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. Um, hi. Hi everybody. <laughs> uh, my name is my name is Justice Justice Gatson. Um, I'm a social justice doula. I'm an organizer. I'm an activist. I'm an auntie to um, babies in the movement, um, and um, I just genuinely care about our community and what's happening right now. This is a difficult interview to start with. But, it, like, I don't know, where do we start? Uh, so these things are happening now. We have the protests. We have the marches. We have uh, fuckery across the country. Yeah. Uh, step one, what is it that you do each day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. My days are so different all the time. But one of the, one of the main things that I do, um, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm an auntie of, of, of of the young leaders um, coming up now. I've spent a lot of time in the streets, um, tons of time, and I've had my time. And, and, and it's time for like them. Originally KC based, or you lived at a bunch of places. So I I um I def I'm KC based, mm. but um I've I've been almost everywhere um, in regards to protests and currently serve as the uh co vice president of the regional uh Midwest of the Midwest region. So I want to talk about what's going on. All my states are on flame right now. Um Indiana, um Chicago, uh, uh Missouri, Kansas. Right. Uh you know, everywhere. And Minnesota. Minnesota's under my belt too. So yeah, it's it's been you know, what I do every day is make sure that the right to protest, protest is protected. Right. Um, as an auntie of the movement, while young people are out there, you know, fighting for justice and demanding justice, one thing that we do to support them is uh, provide bail support 
and legal support, you know. So that's something that I do uh, on a daily basis. And we have our Legal Observer Program that we run um, through my job at ACLU and through my work at National Lawyers Guild. So um, we collect that information whenever we see escalated police actions or whenever we see um, something that isn't right, a constitutional violation, uh, legal observers are able to document that, uh, bring it back, we turn it into attorneys who can then file lawsuits um, so that we can get some kind of justice. Uh, we were very successful in Ferguson uh, with this and, um, and in other places. Uh, so I uh, I work along the side of the the team from uh, Pod Save the People. So uh, McKesson and the rest of them are are close friends. Uh, we have a difficult time often just uh, acknowledging what it looks like in Jeff City, where there are so many politicians that have signs up that are like, "Please bring a gun into my office." Uh, is that ever a thing that you see and think, like, why are we doing this? You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the bigger thing about um, for us, uh, Kansas City, as it relates to Jeff City, is that we don't have local control no. of, our, of our police department. And we are the last city in the country, in the entire country, that does not have local control. So we don't really have um, a local accountability force. I was um, doing some work um, at the Capitol. I went to testify on a bill. Uh, and um, after that, they were having a hearing about um, increasing the pay for Kansas City police officers. And mm. nobody, nobody from the city was there to say yay or nay, to give their testimony. And so it's really striking that these decisions are actually made in, in Jeff City at the Capitol when they should be made right in the municipality that people are in. So we've got to fix that big time. Right. <laughs> so I, for people that aren't familiar, that are tuning in for the first time, basically uh, when the mob was running the uh, KC uh, in the 30s and 40s, uh, a situation arose which allowed the state to take over the police department here and out of, like, every police department in the country, we're one of the only ones that does not control our police department. Uh, it responds elsewhere and creates odd situations for us. <laughs> yeah, and actually, we're not, it's not that we're one of the only ones. We are the only one. The last, uh, let's see, it was St. Louis. Now, uh, you know, they were the last to get it, and we are the... <laughs> We're the last folks, and we need to go ahead and get it. I think that, you know, um, maybe um, some of our community folks don't or didn't have an understanding of local control and how important it was and how we lost it. it. It's one of those things that's it's such a wildly complicated problem that, like, you can't explain it to the average person and make them care. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I did. <laughs> I was. I, I did. I was at... The city has those um, community university uh, meetings, come and learn about the city, and you right. go there for like eight weeks on a Tuesday night, and you learn all about the city, right, and what they have uh -huh. going on. So when they got to the police part um, about policing, I asked our, our um, class, hey, do you all know that we don't have local control? And they're like, what's that? What's that? 
And then I said, well, that means that the $270 million that we uh, taxpayers have paid for the policing budget, we don't have a say over it. And see, that's how I got people to care. They're like, what? <laughs> what, is, what do you mean we don't have a say? Um, so Yeah. So we are in um, a light everything on fire, let's protest the world thing right now because it's fucking time. Uh, it's been right. 400 years of, of un- oppression, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this oppression that like no one ever pushed back against in a big way. And it seems like uh, so. There was this thing earlier in this year where uh, between uh, COVID and everything else, my friends were like, "I think that the population is going to be radicalized leftist. Like we're all going to recognize that like <laughs> healthcare and everything else doesn't support everyone, and like we're going to come out of this and 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 have, be changed." And for a long time, there was like, "I don't think that's happening." And all of a sudden, now that we are into the protests, I am seeing the whitest of white centrist Republican people come out. My my neighbor is a 70-year-old woman, and she saw us come home from the protest the other night. And she was walking her dog, and she was just like, hey, thanks. And I was just like, oh, okay, I think, you, <laughs> I think you voted for Trump, but you definitely are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's like, save me. Because I I, yes. I can't, so I need you. <laughs> so yeah, I mean we are we are doing this thing. Do you think that this is a sea change for us, or do you think that this is more more sad? Something that we're going to have to keep doing like once a year. <laughs> you know, that's the big question, right? Um, but honestly, this feels different. This this feels different. Kansas City has never exploded uh, with the calls for justice uh, like we've seen um, for decades, not since the uprising in the 60s. And young people, they are not like their mothers and fathers. Their friends are diverse. They have a diverse set of friends. And they're, they're leading they're leading. Right. Every movement has been led by young people. And so they're standing up and they're saying, not our generation. We're not going to tolerate racism. We're not going to tolerate homophobia, transphobia. Not our generation. We're not going to do it. And I love them for it. Right. There is there is something exceptional about this that is like that the, the rallying cry is Black Lives Matter, but that – Inherent in it for everyone that is showing up is that trans lives matter, Latinx lives matter. Like it is, we understand that this is a a, a, a full redo of the country where it's like everyone's been fucked here. <laughs> right, and no, and uh, you know, I dare say nobody more than my trans family. Right. Right. Uh, if you're, you know, you're black, yes. But if you're black and trans, come on. And if you're black trans, <laughs> if you're black trans and dealing with a disability of some type, right. you're almost like not even not existent. And so in this moment, it's important to uplift and to be shouting out our trans brothers and sisters to be uplifting that community as well, right along with this. Because truth be told, 
our trans brothers and sisters have been in this fight for a long time, leading these movements and leading the way without the acknowledgments and recognition. Right. So this all leads to the sort of thing that was uh, I've been wanting to be for a long time because I <laughs> I would love to have your your comments on so many things. And I was I was in the park on Sunday, and your name is a top of flyer that was about like how to get bailed out and so on and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I understand what it means to be a protester. I understand what it means to be an organizer. What does it mean to be an organizer that is like on the front lines and arranging things like this? Um, it means that, you know, you're seeing nearly everything that's happening. And in me, my role, you know, I'm auntie for real. I'm going to give you that advice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Young people ask me all the time, how should I do this? How should I do that? What's the best way? And I give them the jewels, the knowledge, so that they can carry this on. We don't need one person um, being the leader. This is a leaderful movement. We are all leaders in our own right. And so let's empower each other, right? And, yeah, that's part of what I do. What would you summarize what you do as? I'm a social justice doula. So (laughs) what what that means is, and 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 I'm a doula. I'm a birth, labor, and postpartum certified doula. Um, oh, actually, you, like a starting point, yes. Then, yes. And then moving forward. Okay. So I move that. I, I, I marry those skills. So a doula is a professional, right, who is there during the birthing process right. with a mama, waiting for that baby to come, and is there supporting that mama through everything, through those birth pains, right? And you can think of those birth pains as a as the pain that we feel in our communities. And I'm there supporting, supporting her, supporting her family. And when I say social justice doula, I marry my organizing and activism skills with my training as a labor birth doula. And that means when I approach my community, it's with love, it's with kindness, Right. It's with understanding. It's with a generational trauma lens. I know that you've been traumatized for generations. I can't ignore that. I have to have that lens on. And so it's a different approach to taking care of our community and and our people. You know, nurturing. In like a very like noncommittal way. Mm -hmm. How has this made you feel? Okay, when you say this, you mean like just what's happening right now? Yeah, yeah. When you, yeah. When you show up and you see this, like there are parts of it that were good, there are parts mm-hmm. of it that seem really bad because, yeah. you know, it's mixed. Emotions. emotions are mixed. Um, okay. I'm a pretty tough cookie. Um, so, so I, um, I keep going, I keep pushing, I keep moving, but I have to tell you this, in this moment, there have been times where I have broken down and cried. Um, I have sobbed, honestly, um, I'm so sorry. thinking about, cause I couldn't watch the video of our brother George. I couldn't watch it. Oh God. Yeah. But hearing hearing that he cried for his deceased mother 
crush my heart. And I, and it's those things, and you know, when I'm thinking like that, I'm like, we have to keep pushing, we have to keep fighting. But then when I look at the young people demanding justice, you know, calling right. for the things that matter, the young people who are relentless and they're like, no, we've right. had enough, that gives me so much pride. That gives me so much happiness and joy. Sure. And so, yeah. So I'm all over the place on the field. (laughs) All all, all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So the question uh, that follows is what should the whites be doing, but also what should everyone else be doing? (laughs) So white people, my white brothers and sisters, you need to – it's really important to be able to learn to listen right. to black and brown, POC, LGBTQ, trans leadership. It's really important because we know what we need. Right. And so I say start there. Um, I can point folks to an, a really good organization if they really want to really want to do some good work. Surge KC, Showing Up for Racial Justice. Um, it's a good place for white folks to start to try to get some analysis and to get a plug in on helping and doing their part for black-led organizations. So, uh, yeah. Um, Other folks, what they need to be doing, be vocal. Um, Support these youth. Um, And, you know, find your place in this. Uh, Call up local officials. Find out what the demands are and actually call those folks and make those demands. Um, right. Give money to bail funds. Um, give give money to um, movement funds. Um, um, there are a number of things that people can do. There are um, organizations that people can do more work at. So if, if people want to um, be a legal observer, if you want to go out there and do that, um, get with the ACLU of Missouri. Sure. Uh, I do I do legal observer trainings over there. You can go out and be a legal observer. That's really helpful right now. Um, you and I are about to talk about ACLU stuff, but um, like, what's the easiest version of helping? The easiest version of helping is uh, for having a conversation with your family. And if that's too Do you tough, mean like uh, ruining Thanksgiving or like a- <laughs> Hey, you might ruin the whole year, but (laughs) (laughs) But having having conversations, posting articles, that's easy. Post an article. Do go to Surge so that they can equip you with the tools to have that family conversation. Sure. Because there's just a number of ways to get in and help, but you just want to make sure that you're doing a service and not a disservice. Because sometimes people come in and come home, they're like, Justice, I'm going to do this, 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 and that. I'm like, did they tell you to do that? No. <laughs> I'm like, well, don't do it until they sure. tell you to. <laughs> there are um, lots of reasons why we hold back on stuff. It may be strategy. It may be a reason that you're un- a person is unaware of, and they're really thinking, oh, I'm doing a good thing. And they honestly may not be doing <laughs> a good thing. Oh. How do we help you? How do we do what? How you help? Yes. How do we help you? So a big 
a big thing that we need help with right now is for folks to donate to the bail funds. Donate to the bail funds. Donate to the um, Solidarity uh, Bail Fund that Real Justice Network has. Donate to the One Struggle KC Bail Fund. Those two are legit bail funds that are black-led. We've been doing this for a little while. I've been bailing mamas out of jail for three, four years now. Um, And so we kind of shift over to this. Support those funds. Support... um, Go out there, right? Go go out and stand with the young people. Okay. Um, there's also a need for um, other types of support that I can't really talk about on this show in public. But what you can do <laughs> is is uh, email us at r e a l e justice seventeen at gmail. Okay. You're gonna get get on a working list, and we got other stuff that people can be doing that's going to be really, really, really helpful. And that's today's episode of Streetwise from the Pitch KC. Please go to thepitchkc.com, follow us there, check out all the awesome journalism that we're doing, and chip in a couple of bucks if you can. We have a new membership program right now. I I think you'll enjoy uh, the benefits that come from that for as little as $5 a month. Uh, It's it's, it's pretty cool. this show has been edited by Terrence Wiggins, a person that you should hire to take care of all your audio stuff. Um, we love playing local bands on here. If you um, are a local band, please get in touch with Nick, uh, our, our music editor uh, via our website. Um, Nick is loves writing up local stuff. He's doing an incredible job. We actually have so much new cool music coming out of quarantine uh, here in Kansas City that uh, Nick has had to create a, uh, a new weekly column called One Sentence Reviews, uh, where he just gives each sentence, uh, each, each single, a, uh, a, a single sentence. So uh, each song, one review, one sentence. Um, he, he tortures me by using uh, a lot of hyphens when he should use M dashes, but uh, that's some inside baseball for me. Anyway, uh, we, we would love to feature your song on the podcast. Send it on in. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope things get better. I hope you take care of yourself. Uh, pitch in, and we'll make it through. I've been Brock Wilbur. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good